Hello, Australia. Konnichiwa, Australia. Welcome to Dodging Armageddon. Dodging Armageddon. To. Welcome to Tokyo 2020. Now, even bigger and better in 2021. Let's cross over to two Aussies camped on the business end of a chopstick, poised to take the gold medal plunge into the miso soup. It's rampaging Roy Slaven and H.G. Nelson. Are you there, H.G.? Yes, uh, TF Much, Ike Cohen, Raiden, locked in the uh, Dodging Armageddon soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand Tokyo HQ. Australia, we greet you with the news that yesterday was a weird, wonderful and wacky day in the Tokyo、uh, at the Olympic Games, of course. Some big disappointments for Australia, but wins are plenty and、uh, what, well, there's a lot to like about today's prospect at Tokyo Games Central.、Uh, welcome to Tokyo, where the shower on top of the cistern is always golden. HG Nelson opening the dig on the dodge and another day of Olympic action. Welcome to day 11 of competition, a day that is set aside traditionally to acknowledge the contribution and magnificent work of rule makers, VAR. Attendants, jump marshals, scoreboard attendants, and flag wavers, the sort of people who lack common sense and are sticklers for rules. You know the type. You know the type who make it hard for athletes to do what they're good at. His Excellency J.A. Coates has sent them a postcard of Brisbane with the line, Hope to see you in 2032 printed on the back. And he even had a stamp for his signature. He can't be blowed right into these people. You know, it's easy to see. Why? To give you an idea of how wacky yesterday was, can I highlight the effort of Ukrainian shooter Serhi Kulish, who、uh, missed a medal by shooting at his opponent's targets? Now, this can happen to、uh, anybody. I mean, I've done it myself.、Uh, weird because the world number two is no slouch with the slug gun. He's、uh, winning silver in Rio, so the bloke's got the runs on the board and the other bloke's board, really.、Uh, he was in fourth place and suddenly, suddenly started shooting at the rival's target. He was DQ'd. Not sure how his rival responded, but he blamed a costume malfunction for the brainy. Um, not sure where the button came undone, but you know, you can imagine in certain places that it would put you off your line on the ground with a slug gun in hand. Anyway, elsewhere, so many surprises, none bigger than in the track cycling where Aussie Alex Porter had a great start on the back end of the line, going well after the thousand metres in the team pursuit. Sadly, the bike wasn't going as well as he was. On the first bend out of the、um, straight, the, on the, about lap four, the handlebars snapped. Oh, it could happen to anybody. Alex, well, he tried to keep going. He tried to keep going. I could see him. The heart was there. Well, McAvaney medalist, I'm sure, but we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway,、um, Alex was,、uh, you know, really, re- well, he was ready to roll again after a 30 minute spell where he had a cup of tea. In the rerun, he rode 4,000 metres before dropping off the pace, the pace line, and the team came in fifth. Now, are the Danes cheating? That's right. That, that, you know, where's Dick Colbeck when you need him, the Minister of Sport? You think Greg Hunt, the former Minister of Sport, would get involved in this? The Danes are cheating for mine with their application of tape on the front of the shin. I mean, that's how I'm seeing it. Aerodynamic advantage. I've had them in the wind tunnel, and they're going about three seconds faster, over 5,000, than any Australian in the history of the bike. Now, Aussie, speaking of speed, Aussie speedster Riley Day dipped out on qualifying for the final in the 200 metres with a PB of 22.56. It was described by Bruce, wait for it, as an outstanding performance. His words, not mine, and hard to overstate how good it was. That's big coming from Bruce. 
overstate how good it was. <laughs> I mean, that's what's impossible. And there was some uh, lovely dignified and classy swearing from uh, Riley after the run. Look, there's a swearing revolution going on in these post-event uh, Channel 7 interviews. As long as it's classy and dignified, Roy and I are all for it. Uh, after 41 years of uh, a Kenyan gold streak in the 3,000 steeplechase has ended. El Bakili, Bakili of uh, Morocco won in 8.08.90. Bruce didn't have any thoughts on the run at all. Completely blank. I thought it was a pretty brilliant run and what a, what a great moment in history. 41 years of Kenyans have won the 3,000. They made it their own. And now a Moroccan Scott, it's great. Uh, still with running, Sahan Hassan won the uh, women's 5,000 metres in a stroll. That's how I'm calling it, in a stroll. Bruce didn't think it was that. Bruce thought Hassan, uh, well, from the Netherlands, destroyed, his words, not mine, destroyed the competition. Not often Bruce goes that far, destroying the competition. Uh, and this was the uh, first leg of a treble that includes the 1,500 and the 10,000 on Saturday. Remember, uh, Sahan fell in the heats of the 1,500, but still managed to qualify. Bagging the treble would be one of the greatest feats in Olympic history. Fact. And Bruce is working on something very special in the commentary box, should it happen. I'm, I'm looking... Lips in anticipation. But now let's free from the leash on day 11, a man who is off to the night, uh, for should I say, night at the fights with a bento box. Uh, special eye on Harry Garfield going around in the men's lightweight quarters against Kazakhstan's Zakir Safulin. The man in the shorts with his chopsticks is rampaging Roy Slavin. What highlights have caught your eye overnight, Chindaro? Yes, uh, Kanishua, Australia, San, San, for both. For both. Mm-hmm. Now, what took my eye, she was a fabulous win by Taiwan over China in the men's badminton. Uh, Taiwan, Taiwan took gold, and this is uh, causing considerable outrage, as you can understand. Uh, Beautiful. Oh, yeah, get it. considerable outrage. In fact, I, I think the, uh, the systems have collapsed, such is the outrage uh, in China, and I worry about the future of young uh, Li Junhui and uh, Lui Yunchen, uh, the silver medalists in the badminton. I'll keep my eye out on those in the future as time goes by. Uh, HG, it was a wonderful night last night. I know you were busy, you couldn't attend, but I went to uh, this fabulous restaurant, Kyoto Hioki, in the Ginza. I was invited by His Highest Excellency, Lord Coates. Has she moved up a level? His Highest His Excellency. His Highest Excellency, Lord Coates. Whoa. Tickets. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> hmm. uh, anyway, uh, it was uh, there was a small delegation from New Zealand who uh, joined okay, us, HG, good. with uh, talk about Auckland 2036. Uh, it was a very quiet night. Uh, we didn't have much to add. I Certainly, I had nothing to add. And uh, His uh, Highest Excellency uh, was very stum. Uh, however, the, the fascinating thing was the, um, the chef, once the chef found out that His Highest Excellency was in the house, out he came, swanned out, and uh, I couldn't believe it. The, um, the beef, the chicken, the tuna and the rice was all sourced in Australia. Oh. All of it. God damn All of it. I could not believe it. It was just fantastic. I, I said to them, how come this tastes so good, so fantastic? And he said in his Japanese through an interpreter that it was all Australian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hockey-roo heartbreak. <laughs> this is happening far too often. They choke in big games, the hockey-roos. Probe. Uh, I, I think a root and branch examination is required. I tell you what, this wouldn't have happened under, under Charlesworth. No. Charlesworth got him 
primed for the big games. Mm. I mean, we swan through the early rounds. We always do swan through. No, you know, just blitz everyone. As soon as it matters, they choke. Mm -hmm. I haven't said anything to them personally, but I will. Now, uh, how should we welcome Emma home? Uh, Emma arrived this morning. This is uh, our golden girl, Emma Mm. McEwen. Mm -hmm. She's in Darwin now going into lockdown. Um, I spoke with Sports Minister Colbeck just briefly last night, actually, when I got back from the restaurant, and I'm suggesting Wattle Day, that is the 1st of September, be a public holiday and called Emma Day. I think that would be very fitting. I know... uh, that uh, Gina Reinhardt is very keen for Emma to be the face of Roy Hill. Um, I would much prefer to see her the face of Wattle Day. I think that would uh, go over very well and I think she would... uh, I I think she'd love it. (laughs) I think she'd love it. Now, uh, uh, Jordan Kirby... He's a cyclist who has won gold in the past for Australia and is now on the New Zealand pursuit team that beat came ahead of Australia last night. Now, I know things went uh, awry for the Australian team, but even so, I think we would have struggled to match it with the New Zealanders. I don't know what's going on with New Zealand cycling, but I don't like it. I don't like it. And I think if a bloke has represented Australia, he should only be allowed to bugger this dual citizenship nonsense. And how did we let this bloke get away? Mm. If he's good enough to get into the New Zealand team, which are a better team than the Australian team, how did this happen? I raised this with Colbeck last night. He had nothing to say. No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. He's got no he's idea. He's totally unaware of what's happening in Australian cycling and Australian hockey. He knows nothing, this bloke, as nearly as I can tell. I asked him about the New Zealand, the Auckland bid for the 2036. He said he was interested. Oh, I rest my bloody case. Now, silver and bronze for Andrew Hoy. What a outstanding Australian mm. Andrew Hoy is. Mm. I, he allowed me to sit on his horse, that's Vasily de Lassos, last night. Best horse in the world, he says. He says it's the best horse in the world, but, you know, I couldn't communicate with him at all. Right. You know, I tried. I tried the mind-melding stuff. No good at all. You know, I kicked him in the ribs, wouldn't move. You know, punched him in the head, got a bit of movement out of him. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you've just got to have that special bond, Roy said. Special bond, Roy. You haven't got the special bond. Fair enough, I didn't. Uh, now, uh, Jess Hulls and Lyndon Hall into the 1500 uh, semi-final, which is great news. And what about those Opals into the quarters? I was astonished by their performance last night. They had to win by 25, they won by 26. They did it. They did it. It was an Anzac performance. The Matildas, however, I thought they were the better team on the park. They were ripped off. Appalling referee decisions. Appalling referee decisions. I think uh, Australia was singled out. In the minds of those referees, Australia wasn't going to win. And they guaranteed that that happened, much to the shame of them. But as many people said to me at breakfast this morning, Roy, Australia, Seiko. Dodging Armageddon acknowledges Aussie Olympic heroes who should never be forgotten. Kevin Berry, Natalie Cook, Max Metzger... Bob Windle, Alicia Mollick and Mark Woodford. This is Dodging Armageddon on ABC Radio.
Yeah, so speaking of badminton, there was a lovely uh, match in the Indonesian uh, oh, yes. fixture last night where the player realised the racket was buggered, so oh, yes. was able to change the racket, run over and change Mid-point. the racket. Midpoint, yeah, and won the point on the new. Well, racket. the shuttlecock can stay in the air for, for quite, time. quite a time. Yeah, yeah. it's now, fascinating when that happens, though, isn't it? Roy, the um, horses. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> look, you mean Vasily de Lassos? <laughs> Vasily de Lassos. Have you met Vasily yet? No, I haven't. No. I'm hoping to get a chance to have Good. a ride in the float with Vasily and really get to know the yeah. horse away from competition. Sure. Now, can I ask? Mm. I look at that event and I think, well, the kids in Barrowana. Yes. How are they ever going to get involved in this? Sure. The costume alone. Mm. And I've, I'm not knocking Australia. I thought they turned themselves out beautifully. They you did. Know, you know, you've got to take your hat off to Kevin McNabb and Shane Rose. They didn't let Andrew Hall. No, 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 no. They, no, they no. really lifted. Yes. But of course, are you talking about supplying yourself with jodhpurs and the, yeah, the red jacket and, and all the, of that, the, the boots? The crash hat and the all that. The crash hat, yes. I mean, it's, it's not cheap. Didn't Hoy's crash hat look fantastic with it? that blue plumage I know, on the, the front? Blue. Oh, it just yeah. set him apart. You, oh. knew, you knew where he was all the time. I now, love that. Now, uh, never mind moving the horses around and, mm. uh, you know, having to have a horse float to take them places. And, yes. uh, you know, then practising with them on all that time. And then that psychology can't be cheap either between no. you and the horse. So, no. I mean, that must be worth well, it. Well, you're watching. born with that. Oh. According to Andrew Hoy, you're born with that. You can't learn that, HG. It's like an ear for music. You can't be taught it. Right. You know, you've either got it. It's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. This uh, This astral connection we're talking about between... Man and horse, or horse and man. It's got to be a two-way thing. You've got to find a horse that has that astral communicative skills as well. Uh, and that is hard to find. You know, you can wander around. I spoke to Andrew about this at length. So I was fascinated by it. You can wander around uh, amongst a bunch of horses and just one you'll make oh, a connection with. Wow. That astral connection. And when that happens, you've got to be able to recognise it. You've got to open yourself up, and the horse has got to open itself up at the same time. Uh, there are so many factors. In How does this help competition? Oh, well, if you're not communicating with your horse, you're not doing there's anything. No com- there's, there's no, no competition. competition. Now, can I ask? You know, you got to, you got to. It's got to understand that now we go. Clip, 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 clip. Now we go. Oh, now we stop. Now we do. You, you, you see what I mean? <laughs> and that's got to be communicated astrally, brain to brain, brain to brain. Now, can I ask? I mean, obviously, there's a bit of date work that goes yeah, into it. There's a bit of cumulative, yeah, the hips like and a little bit of, you know, with, 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 the, with the feet. Yeah. Can I ask, we've got dressage, mm. which is the, you know, the triangle, yes. lateral. I love that. Corner to corner. Yeah. You've got eventing, which is roaming around the countryside, jumping over logs. It is. And you've got jumping, which is what jumping. they won the silver for last That's night. That's right, yes. Now, do you think it's overrepresented? Oh, well... Arguably, yes, yes, arguably. Um, I'd like to add things to it. I I, I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, some sort of... Harness racing? Pistol skill Ah. in the eventing. So, you see yeah. what I mean? So yeah. there's a series of targets around the place. I mentioned this to Andrew Hoy and he said, well, actually, I'm not a bad shot. I thought, well, there you <laughs> He's are. He's already halfway there. <laughs> yeah. Because he think... often goes out for a bang, he says, on the back of a horse. He yeah. likes it. And, and with a six-gun or, you know, a yeah. clock or yeah. something like that. Sure. Or, a, or an actual gun, as in a rifle. Oh, well, one Olympic compliant. Yeah. An Olympic compliant air rifle of some sort, I would assure. Or air and gun. Be, well, you'll have to be target shooting. Oh, yeah, to be target. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. want to shoot people. That's a different skill. Dodging Armageddon presents popular Japanese sayings. One chopstick, bare room. Two chopsticks, a toilet. Now, 
There's been a bit of blowback about the dead heating in the in the high jump, oh, yeah. which was it captivated the world. I think I hated. It. I told you that yeah, yesterday. I know. I, know. I hated it. There's I found co- it offensive. People are saying that the the, the the whole high jump finale. They didn't know the rules. Yeah. What about people who bet on yeah, the event? Exactly. I know you. Yeah. Swerved past the Italian because you had that treble going That's on, right. you know, the things that we outlined yesterday. Mm. Uh, but the notion that athletes have a choice at all is utterly at odds with the concept of elite sport. It is. Now, and we do not need to expand upon the possibilities of corruption and the betting angles to enter the equation. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute. The, these people, yes. I mean, do you give any credit to the athletes? Well, they know each other. They're yeah. friends. This is the chap from Qatar. And the Italian. And the Italian. Yes. They're, they're very good mates. I mean, they've, they've, you know, <laughs> possibly they've cooked it up together. I, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersion because I haven't spoken with them. I don't know them. I tell you, I, honestly, I don't. I've never met them. Uh, and I'm sure you'd find them very, very convincing and engaging if you did. But there's collusion there. Yeah. There is collusion. Yeah. Obvious collusion. I mean, it's hard to imagine. Sanctioned collusion, can yeah. I say. That's, that's what makes it so oh, arguably corrupt. Well, and, of course, to In terms quite... of perception. Yes, I know. In terms perception. of perception, it's a bad look. Kids mm. are at home thinking, oh, I'd like to get into, you know, high jumping, but what, what, what's the story? Have I got to make a mate and... You know, make an agreement. Oh, if Is that win, how it works for a win? win? Yeah, and what would happen if the uh, American team and the Matildas decided, oh, no, let's call it quits, we'll have a half a medal each? Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah. that's going to happen. Yeah. And if it'll, it happens, if it happens in high jumping, it'll next thing it'll happen in the hop, step, and jump, or the triple jump. Yeah. Next, it'll happen in the long jump. In schools, it'll, in schools, I know. You know, I you'll know. get collusion happening everywhere, and suddenly the whole gambling industry comes crashing down around our heads. And of course, then I mean, as you noticed the other day, already I was passing some kids playing tennis yes. on my way to work. I don't know what they were doing out of lockdown, but be that as it may, here in Japan, yes. and they were smashing their rackets. They thought that was part of the game yeah. because they'd seen no. They'd seen Djokovic. Yeah, yeah. smash the yeah. rackets. I know, I know, I know. It's obscene. This is the home of sushi and sashimi, and you are dodging Armageddon with Roy and HG. HG, you there? Yes, I certainly am now. Uh, people want to get in touch with the show, then email us at royandhg at abc.net.au. That's royandhg at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Uh, yeah, Roland from Perth's been in touch, HG. Um, now, uh, he's focusing on Tamsin's calls. Oh, yes, With yes. Bruce. <laughs> yes, yes. Because uh, he finds Tamsin, Tamsin really engaging. And mm-hmm. we know her quite well. We do, yes. She's a most engaging yeah, person. Former runner. And former uh, runner. No, former she... good runner. Yeah. And I think she was taken under the wing of Lord Coe at one stage. <laughs> Less said the better. Now, she said, he says, uh, when outstanding young Australian Rowan Browning began his heat, Tamsin said that he'd been working hard in particular on staying in a straight line. Rowan went on to win his heat, only slightly devanning towards the other lane. He's wondering how difficult this is as a skill to run in a straight line. Well, <laughs> see, I, I take it as red. You know, you think most people can run in a straight line. Not so, apparently. Okay. And, and Rowan has had trouble in the past in running in a straight line. He must be slightly out of balance, you'd have to imagine. I'd look at the trouser. Uh, now. I was going to say, it's maybe harder than it looks because yeah, you've, I'm got, sure it is. you've got to put something on automatic. Yes. So he might think, I'll put running in a straight line on automatic. Yeah, wrong. Wrong. Yeah, it's got to be uppermost in your mind. Where yeah. have I got to go? There. Yeah. There. I've got to go there. Yeah. Now, Michael's been in touch. Uh, last night I heard a fascinating insight from Tamsin to Bruce when she told us that Liz Cook was, quote, 
nowhere near as fast as Sally Pearson, unquote. However, her strength was that, quote, she knew the science of her own body, unquote. And indicating that Sally Pearson didn't? Well, well, that's the implication, that Sally just had speech. She didn't have to worry about the science of her own body, whereas um, Liz Cook is not particularly fast but knows the science of her own body. Now, I did. I was watching the gymnastics, yes. you know, because I love my gymnastics. Of course you do. And on the uh, – there was a person came on talking about the knowledge that mm. the participants have of physics yes. using – involving their own body hurling yeah. well, through space. Are. And she seemed to indicate that it was at a very high level. High level. You mean in terms of biomechanicals? Yes, how much effort you need to go get up back up. They're working on the parallel bars. Oh, I see. Well, you'd have to know uh, how the elbow works, the wrist works, the fingers work, the hips, knees, ankles. You'd have to know all the biomechanical. There's a lot there. Yes, Mm. an enormous amount there. Now... uh... This has come from Rudy. He says, I wonder if you might be able to help me. I want to place pressure on Seven, that's Channel Seven, to release an audio-only version of Tamsin's athletics commentary to use as a guided meditation. (laughs) I find myself zenning out each night as she says one after another that each competitor needs to relax, that they look relaxed behind the blocks, that they are relaxed in their personal life, that they were relaxed in the previous heat, that they are relaxed looking through the drive phase. It's like relaxation is the sport and running is the sideshow. What an insight now, I must that admit, is. Tamsin does, you know... Focus on relaxation. Focus on how relaxed you are. You've got to look relaxed, you know, especially when you're driving hard in that middle period of, say, the, the 100 metres, you know, that crucial bit between... 40 to 60. 40 to 60, yeah. That's when you've got to relax. And if you're relaxed in it, then you go faster, according to Tamsin. I must admit, when I ever watched Tamsin run... She never looks relaxed at all, no, did she? No, it, it was an effort for every yes, step. Yes, every step was an effort. Yeah. Yeah. But that made her attractive and success, gave her success. Yes. Um, now, just finally, actually, Wade from uh, Victoria, from Rye, he says, uh, I hope the humidity in Tokyo isn't causing too much sweat, etc." No, well, it's not. Yesterday I heard the Lord Mayor of Perth, that's Basil. Yes, Baz. Say that this Olympics was, quote, what Australia needs, what the world needs. Do you agree with that statement? <laughs> I might have heard him say that myself. I think I've heard him say yeah. that as well. He's somebody got that, that, that dual thing. Yeah, somebody sent it to me in a PDF. And oh, so I okay. Listen to yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. They said, what I think, think there's an element of truth to that. Certainly, I think Australia needs it in its lockdown circumstance. In many of the uh, urban areas, lockdown, HG, I think the, uh, the, the, the Olympics has been a great panacea to the spiritual... Uh, lifting uh, of Australians. But as for the world itself, the world seems to be, apart from Australia, largely ignoring what's going on. Well, can I ask, does he mean the Australian success is what the world needs? Maybe that's what he means. If that's the case, yes. I think the whole world loves it when Australia succeeds. Except New Zealand. <laughs> Except them, of course. Yeah. No, I've got to be honest, is he does leave leave me pretty vacant with a lot of his comments. Yeah, I mean, I mean he he's, uh, throws at the dartboard of spiritual, you know, yes. larger issues. Um, um, Damien says here, HG, as the world hurdles down its path to decarbonisation and clean energy, Brisbane 232 may be the last chance to show the world the wonders of coal. He's wondering if coal could somehow feature in not only the opening ceremony, but perhaps in, in the awarding of medals, perhaps a lump of coal instead of flowers 
could accompany the presentation. And I think that's a very good idea. I, I, I mentioned this to Gina Reinhart and she thought it was a fantastic idea. And, of course, it could fuel the flame. Yes. The, in the oh, corner. yes, 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 yes. There could be a big scuttle uh, beside Tipping. the flame and every now and again an athlete goes up and tips, tips some in. more coal in. Uh, well, that's it for the day. Uh, of course, uh, we'll meet again on the highway towards gold whenever our paths should cross. In the meantime, enjoy the games and keep dodging Armageddon. Bye now.